So my own uh, background, uh, Alan, I'm, I'm, as you said, a managing partner of, of MHP Sellers Solicitors and, and to, to many of your listeners, that'll be more familiar to them as known as Michael Houlihan and Partners in Ennis, one of the, the oldest firms in, in, in the town. Um, the, last year, we, we, we came together with uh, Limerick-based Sellers Solicitors to form MHP Sellers. So it's a, it's a law firm effectively across the two counties uh, where we've got uh, 23 solicitors and, and 50 staff in total working across the, the two offices. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's my main job, Alan. I'm managing part of that firm, and I also advise on kind of areas of commercial law and employment law and advising companies on regu- regulation and regulatory matters. So, uh, yeah, it's good. It's a good, uh, it's a good business, thankfully, and a good time to be in business because there's lots of activity happening in, in Ennis and lots of activity happening in Limerick, and uh, everyone is busy, so uh, we can't complain. You're kept going by the sounds of it, that is for sure. And uh, you, you're, you have and are involved in so many other areas which no doubt fed into the decision to uh, appoint you to the Board of the Charities Regulator. But before we get to all of that experience, what, what, what does it mean to you to uh, receive this appointment from Minister Humphreys? Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. Um, you know, I think, as you mentioned, I've been involved in a number of different charitable organisations and, and groupings uh, throughout my career and, and also in my professional capacity in terms of advising companies and advising individuals. Um, you know, I've, I've gathered a great amount of experience in doing that. And then the opportunity here to actually be involved in, in effectively a board of a national regulator to actually use that experience there. Um, it was really exciting and something I was very interested in. Um, you know, I think a lot of people aren't really aware of, of how big the charity sector is in Ireland. And to be quite honest with you, I wasn't fully aware myself until I, until I got involved. And I mean, just to give you some numbers, because I know sometimes people like statistics. I mean, there's, there's 819 charities across Limerick and Clare, 496 in Limerick and 323 in, in Clare. I mean, that's a massive amount of charities just in our region. I mean, nationally, there's 11,000. So, there's a huge amount of charitable work going on all the time. And, you know, quite frankly, that has to be regulated. Of course it does. And it needs to be, you know, watched and make sure that everybody is, is doing their job appropriately. So, so us as the board, you know, we're effectively the oversight group to make sure that, that any charities that are in existence, that they're, in the, they're on the register, that they're filing their accounts and they're behaving themselves, so to speak. And then we look at, you know, obviously any issues that arise and that we, we guide the executive team that, that, are, that are effectively running the, uh, the charities regular, regulated from a day-to-day basis. No easy task, though, as you say, given there's more than 11,500 charities on the register in this country. Um, a lot of work involved in keeping tabs on them. And how, how sizable is the board? So the so the board, I suppose, uh, well, a very important thing to, to 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 mention first, I think, is is the difference between the board and the executive, and this kind of comes up quite a lot with when people hear of you know, whether it's a regulator or whether it's a company that you know you have your executive, which is effectively the you know the chief executive and the CFO and the different people that are employed and work on a day to day basis. So that's one aspect, and they are you know doing their good work. In fact, there's about fifty people employed within the charities regulator who do the who do the work. And then separate to that is the board, which is effectively a group of, of, of experienced people in a whole range of different um, areas and professions that come together to, um, to, to, to provide guidance to the CEO. And we would meet once a month and, you know, queries may come to us and we will use our own experience and to, to provide guidance to the executive about those decisions. And the board is changing all the time. People are being appointed and, and being reappointed and people obviously step down after they've done their term. So it can fluctuate in numbers. You know, it could be 10, 11, 12, 13, up to 15 people. 
You've had so many roles. I mean, you've served as President and Secretary of the Shannon Chamber of Commerce, former, formerly involved with the Clare Economic Task Force, uh, you know, as well. You've sit on various uh, boards be they educational or club boards in the county or board members St Gabriel's Foundation who do great work as well and uh, I suppose is it the volunteerism aspect of what you've done that uh, played a big part in you uh, I suppose being chosen for this role Stephen or a mixture of what else you do I think so. I think so. The one thing I do want to say is my wife regularly gets out to me for being involved in too many things. I have, <laughs> but anyway, so she's I, delighted with this appointment then. <laughs> but um, but I suppose um, I, I, I think so. I think like you know it, 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 I'm a solicitor by profession. Of course, that that helps in terms of being selected for a position like this. But. But um, my background is in, in, I mean, I studied accounting and finance in university and obviously being in my role as managing partner of a law firm, you're effectively running a business as well. So I, I feel that a lot of my experience in, in, in running a business like this and also advising companies from a compliance perspective, it was very, very significant. But yes, as you say, being involved in, in other boards, I mean, St. Gabriel's Foundations and many of your listeners will know there's a huge amount of work for, for children with, with disabilities. So I know how a, a large charity operates on the other side so that was very very beneficial and then i suppose from a from a smaller scale you know i'm on the, i'm on the board of, of um Clonara national school and that's effectively a charity as well people may not know that but education a lot of education institutes are, are charities and um, so i get to see how that runs as well so it definitely fed into it uh, because there's nothing like having the experience of being on the ground and um and seeing how how a charity functions and then be able to go into the regulator and actually sit at a board meeting and say, well, you know, I've seen the challenges, what it's like on the other side. So it definitely, I think it definitely helped in terms of uh, their decision process to uh, to select me. Do you have any particular aims or, or priorities that you hope to achieve on the board or is it just a case of an overall thing of just make sure all the charities keep their noses clean? No, I think there's, there's a huge... I suppose what's really important in the industry, in my view, is is there has to be public trust and confidence in in the charity sector, right? So if if and I think it's really important for us as a board and for the regulator to ensure that that that, that the public are satisfied with this with this industry, if you call it that, that the charities are functioning well and are being regulated well, because that is that is directly linked to people wanting to to donate and be involved in charities. You know, where there's transparency, transparency, excuse me, and accountability, and we know that all these charities have to file their reports on time. They, you know, they, they, they have to be up to date with all their records. Um, then people will actually say, okay, well, maybe I will donate to that. So I suppose my objective is that, that I suppose people will realize the significance of the regulator. And before you decide, for example, to make a donation to a charity, that you go on to the charity regulator's website check has that charity is it registered does it exist i mean this may sound like a very simple thing but you know people have donated money in the past to to charities inverted commas that aren't registered or may not even be charitable organizations so i think hopefully we can educate everybody to realize that there is a, an important regulator here it's a very straightforward process to check our is the charity up to date with all its records has it filed its, its effectively its annual report and is it is it regulated correctly and is it is it up to date? And if it is, then absolutely make your donation, and you'll know it's going to to a regulated and a charity. And that's that's an important objective because you know there has been 
course, everyone's aware of it. There's been charities in the past that there's been some difficulties and these things happen. And uh, we want to try and limit that as much as possible to ensure that it's only regulated charities that people are giving their money to.